Okay, I think it's recording. Not really radio. Welcome to Not Really Radio, chilling here with Tyrone in the luxury one-bedroom apartment. Um, what's the name of this area? Warmer State. In Warmer State, yes. So we're out here in Warmer State, chilling with Tyrone. We're through the topic book, and today we're talking about travel. Tyrone just came back from flipping Zambia. So how the fuck was that shit? It was cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Actually, I wrote a bit of a, a blog about it mm. uh, because... To cut you. <laughs> yeah, cut, cut me short. I'm cutting fine. you short. Um, <laughs> ah, fuck. But anyway, let me go. Um, the sad boy shit. I actually <laughs> want to talk about... You want to talk about sad boy? I want to talk about the, like, differently, but di- the sad boy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if I fuck with that shit, but I think I fuck with that shit. <laughs> So here's the thing about sad boy. Mm. That's your exact. That's the right response. <laughs> that's hundred percent the right response. So um, to give context, mm. I'm gonna blow, whatever. I uh, my Instagram handle is sad boy CPT. Yeah. Uh, the reason for it is kind of I um, I'm basically satirizing sadness. Okay. Yeah. So like, if you do, for example, if you do political satire, right? Yeah. You still really you don't disagree with politics as a whole mm. well you have deep ingrained opinions about politics yeah right? so with the um the sad boy situation it is um i'm realizing we've we've, we've dealt no we're coming back to each other oh, no, yeah. so, so with the with the sad boy thing it's uh um i'm, I'm like i really believe that actually literally wrote a post a blog post about this like today basically what i did was i've experienced sadness in my life before mm-hmm. i've had sad moments i've gone through like some depression and i struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. and self-doubt and stuff like that uh so for me it was but while i'm sad and all of that i'm still a white male mm-hmm. with a job mm-hmm. i have a house mm-hmm. i have a freaking flat that i live in mm-hmm. like and I pay my own rent. Yeah. And like, I've randomly been offered jobs through people who know my parents. And yeah. Like, come work for us. Mm. Uh, I made terrible decisions with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, which is part of this journey of um, like, yeah, I was offered a job when I left mm. campus radio and I thought I was promised a whole bunch of things, but it was literally, I didn't apply for it. The dude never saw my CV. You was just like, I'm I was just a well-spoken white dude. Yeah. Wagering I got a job at 17 as a lost book. If I was a person of color, no ways am I going to get it. But anyways, so the point is like a part of, and there's a lot of dudes who are my age and my race and my like with same financial bracket. Mm. Like there's very few 23 year olds that are in the same position as me. I'm so privileged. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I still get sad. (laughs) So... (laughs) Like some white ass, that's <laughs> some white. Because, but here's also the thing, right? So that's the one element. Of mm. it. So I'm making fun of the fact of like I personally, there are people in the world who have way more reason to be sad than I do. Yeah. So like, get over yourself a little bit. Yeah. But so that's the one element to it. But then there's another element to it that's like, no, but there is good reason to be sad in 2019. Yeah. Dude, freaking Donald Trump is president. Like South Africa's going through the most. Um, like. There was a freaking hurricane that no one's providing for. And then now there's a fire in Notre Dame that people are going to give money to. But when people actually die in Africa, like there's very good reason to be sad. And because I know a lot of people who have also struggled with depression and I really, I really have a heart for that. Yeah. And one of my biggest passions is, is male vulnerability. Yeah. Because I think when males are open and honest about the way that they feel, um, I think that prevents us from doing a lot of things that then turn us into what women call trash. Yeah. So, cause if we're open and honest about it, the problem is when we're not open and honest about our emotions, we, there's, this is like the second layer. There's a third and fourth layer. To okay. This thing okay. As well. did, did, when as we, deep as you want, mate. when we, um, when we just bottle up our emotions, the emotion that then results is anger, but we're told anger is okay because we're men. I will much rather, Boy. I will much rather sit and cry than get angry. And when I see bad and evil, mm. my response is often anger or sadness. 
then I'm rather going to take sadness because I think there's a more, you can use sadness to become, be more healthy. Yeah. So that's one of the things. I don't think sadness is bad at all. I think it's an important emotion. Um, I uh, said something in my blog today where I basically felt like it's super important for us to be sad and to feel sadness because when we look at the world and we look at the situation that it's in, mm. we really, there's all good reason to be sad. But the beauty of that is when you really feel the world's pain and the world's sadness and people of the world's sadness, then you start to understand the world and understand its people. Yeah. And then from there, empathy. And from empathy comes making uh, a difference. The flipping, the byproducts exactly. of the sadness. So that's like the deep philosophical one. Okay. And then the third one is, like if you go on Instagram, this is, so I quit Instagram for two years yeah. um, because I went through depression for like a year. It wasn't okay. that hectic. Yeah. I like to call it mild depression. I was never, never went to a psychologist, never yeah. took anything, but I was, just flat mm. for a year like this. Yeah. It's like I showed every single symptom of depression. Yeah. Um, and it was hard at the time because I wasn't, it was the first time in my life since I was like 16, 17, that I hadn't been working. I was mm. 20. I was in second year. Um, and so I couldn't do anything because at the time my parents had enough money to pay for my varsity and I could live at home and I could eat. Mm. But like when you a student, people are doing stuff. Yeah. And then then June, July holiday comes around and you go on Instagram and everyone's traveling to Europe because Mm. of where I grew up, people have a lot more money than I do, which I have money. Like I'm good, (laughs) but people just have more than me. Mm. So, um, so then when you go on Instagram, all you see is this person in Paris, this person in Thailand, this mm. person in Brazil, mm. and they're living their best life. And you're like, I'm stuck in my parents' home and like, I can't even afford to go have a drink right now kind of thing. Uh, and then I was just like, that's not my reality. That's, and you just keep looking at this thing and it just kept on making me more sad. And every time I would like, cause when you in that state of mind, you just want to escape, right? So you yeah. go to, Something that's yes, you outside of that. And Instagram is that thing. But then when you're trying to escape, and every time I would just get this like yeah, feeling in my, like anxiety just mm-hmm. in my stomach. But now I understand it's anxiety. But at that time, it was just um, – and I was just like, screw this. And even when I did Camus Radio, I never had Instagram for the two years that I was there because I was like, no, I'm going to make it in the media industry without Instagram. I was wrong. so but then when i came back yeah i was like you know what i'm gonna come back on instagram because i was getting a lot of creative ideas and i didn't have any way to express it yeah uh so i was like you know what i'm gonna come back to instagram and i'm going to try and do something different Mm. and point to the problematic element of it but also point to the fact of like I really like this platform because now I can, which I've never had before, mm. I can create little videos and post it there. And like, like you've seen some of the skits and yeah. that I do. It's like, I'm just like, this is a creative outlet for me. And yeah. I have a crap lot of fun while I'm doing it. But I still want to point to the fact of it all started. Yeah. Bring it back to it. all started with the laptop we're recording on right yeah. now. I did an unboxing video of this. Because yeah. I wanted to say like, I don't care if you went to France. Mm. I had to work. Yeah. Like last year I was in a position where I had to just accept a job because I had a job. Yeah. So it was like, I've had to work for me. A reward is the fact that I can pay off this. laptop. Yeah. This is my personal. And it's not a good laptop, whatever. Yeah. But I want to celebrate that small victory. Yeah. Like you are welcome Mm. to go and enjoy your trip in Europe or Mm. Hong Kong or whatever and drive your Aston Martins, Mm. whatever Instagram. Like I don't, this is my reality and I'm going to post about my reality. Yeah. And then I took it further where I was like, I'm going to exaggerate my reality, <laughs> but also then like understanding. And then I just would exaggerate it more and more and more. Mm. And then it led to sad boy CPT, which is like, and it's also like, that's really making fun of the rap game. This other video you like, um, still sad boy CPT. I'm beefing with uh bro boy CPT <laughs> and this other one. That was real niggas. How's real people? So, Broke Boy is a friend of mine, African American dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude by the name of Tiali Banks. Do I know him? Is he, does he work with you? No, I know you. Who's that, the guy who works with you? Guy who works with me, um, it's a bunch of dudes. Uh, the black guy I met, uh, with, uh, that oh, is that all of Femi? Oh, okay. Nigerian okay, dude. I thought yeah, it was yeah. Tiali for some reason. Okay, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Tiali, he lives in the States now. 
Um, oh, wow. And then he's like, he's the same age, like dynamic mm. as us. And he has like, so he's actually, he's working two jobs. He's living like that classic <laughs> American. He's so he's like playing with the idea of, he's like, I'm not that broke, mm. but like. Broke like bruh. And for, like people found like my favorite quote about what I'm doing. Mm. And I think broke the broke, the slow boy thing was just another dude that um, his car broke. And <laughs> slow boy. <laughs> he was driving up Klofnik and he had second gear and fifth gear. So he had to stay in second gear. Oh, so he was driving up and he's like, maybe he shouldn't have been filming it, but he's driving up and he's like, Tyrone, I know you got Sandboy CPT, but I've got slow boy CPT. What up? <laughs> and then after that, I was like, and then I wanted to make fun of the fact that like people are like copying my name. Yeah. But um, one of my favorite quotes about it, and I think it's one of the most descriptive things about it, is uh, a friend of mine was like, he's like, dude, I love your sad boy thing because like we all get sad sometimes. Mm. And like, yeah. Mm. So I really want to promote the idea of like, it's okay to be sad and let's stop pretending this. And let's also like, I get annoyed by anything that's fast. And I think that's kind of what I'm pushing on Instagram is like, but Instagram's way better now than it was too when I quit it, like three years, three, four years ago now. Yeah. Because three, four years ago, it was just the photos. Yeah. And everyone would just, what's the best thing? But now with stories, people post it every day. Yeah, and, and they post whatever. So yeah. it's gotten, and now that I do some freelancing with um, 10 and 5, which is yeah. like an art website and amazing site. I mm. love it. Um, I think I may have seen that shit actually. Yeah, you might have. Uh, so I get to see artists and Instagram is the main platform for photographers and artists and stuff. A lot of, they get work from Instagram. It's like, it's yeah. completely changed. Instagram is like a whole different place. Bro. Which is why now I'm like, it's an amazing place for me just to, now it's just where I create content that I like. Mm. And the sad just, boy thing is just within what I'm doing at the moment. I feel that. I used to hate Instagram. Yeah, me too. I have phases with it, I have um, an extreme love and appreciation for it at the time. And then at a later stage, I have just like a, I don't know, like a big, not, a, not necessarily a hate, but a huge dislike mm. of what Instagram makes people. Yes. You know what I mean? 100%. So... My situation was I've also had like you, I know there's this weird thing when I'm when I'm at home I feel like I get my my huge creative bursts when I'm just about to go to bed yeah after a beer or after um hard dead work just watched um whatever it is I've watched maybe some sport and I just get a huge burst of just I just want to do something creative. Yeah. And then just, just all these creative ideas just come up and you're just like, oh my word, you know, completely worst time to have bursts of flipping uh, creativity. Literally the worst. Nothing, you, there's nothing you could do at that time. Yeah. However, so um, back to the whole Instagram situation. I get like, I, 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 I go on Instagram and then I just feel like, hey, like I saw this dude like a few days ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude is asking wasn't happy like it wasn't this you yeah, know what I mean yeah, yeah. and um but here and here he is on Instagram living his best life which is the whole point you that's... know what I mean but yeah that's a bit and I guess that's also the positive thing because um Twitter as well you get guys who are flipping crazy lits on Twitter yeah however when you see them in real life they're like Mm. however I feel like that's such a positive thing that's to me it can be a, a horrible thing about social media as well but I also think it can be a very positive thing because on, in, on social media, you can recreate yourself, be somebody completely new. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can be somebody, a totally different somebody. Like a whole nother. Yeah. Like a, a, a whole nother person. And I feel like that's great. It gives people an outlet. It's an, it becomes an outlet for people to just go and release this persona who they mm. who would like to be on Instagram or who they'd like to be in real life, whatever it is the reason is for having that persona. Yeah, for and sure. to an extent, I feel like that's very positive. No, like no, this is true. Yeah, mm -hmm. So, um, my thing though is, mm. is something that I struggle with is like, so obviously you and I are both pretty active on Twitter mm. and I freaking love Twitter and most people on Twitter agree with my perspective. Yeah. So it's great. But something that I struggle with a little bit on Twitter is like two things that I <laughs> that I struggle with 
is um, one is the uh, the whole idea of like white dudes who fetishize black women. It's like huge uh, on Twitter, yeah. and like I've seen some of the memes, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that that's true of me. <laughs> and then, um, and then the the other one is um, cultural appropriation, mm. and like I got a bag over there from from Zambia, which and like. You've- Mother, get out of your house! (laughs) (laughs) And like, I bought her like a hoodie from. You better not have no patterns on it, bro. Oh my flipping man! Oh my flipping man! But here's the thing, though. Just don't monetize it. You (laughs) say. So that's the thing. Like, so why I get that kind of stuff is because it's like, one, an opportunity to say I've been to this African country. Yeah. I dig the style. Yeah. Um, and then also I'm supporting the local economy in a mm. little way, in mm. a small little way. And then I'm like, but people aren't going to see that though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't, that's, that's one of the, so those are two tough things for me. And because of who I am, I'm very like, like as, as it's not my role to tell other people specifically in South Africa, yeah. right now to be like, no, this is how you're supposed to live. So scrolling through Twitter, sometimes it doesn't help with the, you know, I freaking love Twitter. Yeah. Um, those kind of things give me sometimes, I think, a lot of anxiety and then in real life lead to me overthinking certain mm. things. Because, yeah, like it's... 100%. I had a, Twitter, a Twitter, uh, social media detox mm. for now this, this last two weeks. Two weeks. Had a social media detox. Went off Twitter, went off Instagram so that I, re- I realize that I'm using this stuff to escape real life I'm using it to escape my boring reality at that time yeah. so I only ever go I won't be with I won't be engaged then decide to go on Twitter mm. I have to be completely disengaged and feel like there's no stimulus right now let me go find stimulus on Twitter or let me go find stimulus on Instagram yeah. so now I realize that that was happening and I was like no, you know, stay, let's stay within the moment. And if there's no stimulus at this moment or there's nothing happening, there's nothing happening. Nothing happening is also something happening. If, mm. if, uh, if you get what I'm saying, no, you know, like it has its value. You not doing anything has its value mm. in your life. You need to be able to sit and not do anything. It's just as important as doing something, mm. you know? Mm. So I deleted the apps. Weird thing that happened is that I realized how much I actually need these apps for other stuff, like this ad hoc, um, find people. Because someone will talk to me and be like, hey, dude, you know this guy? You met him when you was with this person. And I'm like, who's this? Who are you talking about? No, man, the guy, what, what? No, his, his handle is what, what, underscore K, you know? Boom, he underscore K. And I'm like, hey, they're actually the only way I actually need to go on Instagram now. I'd love for that to be my only use for that. Mm. And I'd love for it to be my, I'd actually like to remove comments even. Yeah. So, so here's what I'm giving you. You take it. If you don't want it, cool. If you like, if if you want it, you saw it. At the end of the day, you saw it. Yeah, but whether they like Mm. it or not, it's, it's, this is me at this moment in time, yeah. you know, and I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it more for me. So that's what I want. I want to be able to post and so and dash. Yeah. So yeah, that to me, that's why I went to that Twitter sabbatical because mm. I, I I don't like my dependency on the social media. Yeah. Mm. I don't like that because I feel like to me it's running away from awkwardness, silence. Because that's where my 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 anxiety or anxious anxiousness yeah. anxiousness is anxiety, but anxiety tends to be a bit strong. So like, so I'd like to say anxiousness. You just have like social. Anxiety, yeah, but I just feel like. Mm, where it's not like you know like struggling. Yeah, I'm like I'm not diagnosed with yeah, anxiety. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. However, I get like a mild anxious feeling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's my thing. Um, with the with the damn social media, but there's a whole bunch of other shit that I just. My reservations about uh, 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 social media, but I want to bring it back to the travel before we get sidetracked. Yeah, talk yeah, about social yeah, media yeah. We got a whole when, when the other blows get you. We're gonna have like a whole 
got to come through with the whole social media podcast. Yeah, like but remember, it. keeping it professional, have to stay professional. Still, I'm not really radio, Tyrone. So I'm moving more towards Miv um, in the now. So um, I'm pushing that brand. This so i got to say Miv, eh? So you got to say Miv. Soon we'll turn to Miv the millionaire, and then soon we'll turn to Miv billionaire. Because I want to eventually have um, a, a show called The Millionaire's Something. I'm not too sure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm you, never going to be in the right economic bracket uh, for it. But no, it's no, no. It's not about the economics. It's really about the, the thinking. <laughs> no, I know. Maybe just like breaking down. But anyway. Yeah, 100%. Um, not really radio. So, Tyrone, travel. What's 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 happening? What's your situation? What's the dynamic? Why did you just go to Zambia? Was it a parents' trip? Did you save up? What happened? Because to us, travel seems like such a foreign thing. Like to mm. me, as right now, it seems months, ages away. So I, um, I actually, I made a, I made, I've got a, like a joke that I do where I'm like, guys, I just discovered that um, airplanes serve alcohol in economy class. It's like everyone knows that, right? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, but you see. Like, my parents live in Cape Town. I live in Cape Town. So, I didn't know that. And then I'm like... Oh! And then I'm like, guys, oh, look. Oh, that's a, a very interesting Then thing. I'm like, look, guys, like, you you all look more successful than me. Like, I didn't know. Like, don't judge me. And then I transitioned into joking about the train. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm used to the train and everything. Mm. It kind of bombed when I, I tried it once and it kind of bombed. Uh, because I think a lot of people like, obviously. Yeah. But to me, it's funny because I actually only discovered that literally two years ago oh, when right. I went to, I went to Kenya. Um, <laughs> you're going everywhere, bro. So let me explain. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, and how much was it? Kenya. Yeah. So Kenya was, the flight was six, five, 6,500 return. Yeah, yeah. Ah, return flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was like another 2k, but so Kenya was a church trip. Okay. So I, um, people in my church were really kind enough to give me two, two K towards that. Mm -hmm. And then my parents bought my ticket and then I paid them back. Okay. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so that trip was like, I worked out how to do it. And also remember I've, uh, so I've been waitering since I was 17. Yeah. I just took a break in second year. And then after that, and besides waitering, I've always had another, I've, yeah, always got a hustle. Yeah, I've always had a hustle. Mm -hmm. So, like, I was fortunate enough to have enough money to go to Kenya and mm -hmm. be able to pay my parents back. Mm -hmm. Very, very fortunate. But I remember in Austin saying, yeah, I tried to go to Zimbabwe on a, on a church trip yeah. as well. Uh, and then I got my um, I got my passport the day before the trip left. Mm -hmm. So I was like, sorry, guys, I can't come. And then I got my passport the day before. And I still uh, couldn't go. Uh, but that one would have been, like, the church would have paid, which would have mm. been nice. But it's still low-key privilege. Um, damn church. So, <laughs> bro, it's a Stellenbosch church. Come on now. So far? Nah, nah. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm a nigga. Nah, dude. Like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset by that. No, bro. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've yeah, had to talk about my house. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this trip, okay, there's no denying this trip. Yeah. Full on my privilege trip. Okay. There's no, there's no two way, there's no way around. Yeah. We discovered long lost relative, mm. like my dad's second cousin. Yeah. That, uh, uh, wait, I'm gonna, so, let me rephrase. <laughs> so those relatives run a missionary school and they help with a, uh, uh, a hospital in the area mm. and a whole bunch of different things helping the community. My, so my family, when they originally came to Africa, came through, they came through, they went to Zambia, right? Yeah. Uh, on the border of Congo and Angola. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, there, there's a place called Kaleni Hill. Um, and they, yeah, so that was where they kind of started their first mission station. Fortunately, something that I'll, I'm quite proud of is they weren't, well, I don't know, to my memory, to my understanding of it, they weren't missionaries on board with like the colonial mission.
so we on we on we on this travel situation so as explaining you explained your 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 Kenya trip um which is surprisingly cheaper than I thought it was going to be 65 yeah. is actually fantastic yeah it's not bad. um you 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 What happened when was this and what happened in between did you travel again between yeah. then and and your, your your Zambia trip now so Kenya was um Kenya was in in Mahanasia started Mahanasia so uh-huh. 2017 2017 okay. also you got honors you know I don't have honors yeah I actually know this beautiful stuff yeah I live your best life bro not going to get that shit the thing is you don't need a, like you don't need a degree mm. unless you have to get a job that requires a degree like yeah mine requires. that's that's why i i um although it also is a, like it is very much a cultural thing i think like in more westernized cultures much easier to say you don't need a degree because we don't well, need to just, oh my god can... yes so we can't go all that shit oh, that, that shit really... as well bro. Okay. that shit is fire <laughs> And needs its own five minutes flipping conversation. Yeah, that's back, a whole Let's have that conversation. We can have that conversation. Are we getting yeah. into it? Let's, get, let's dig in. We'll, cut, we'll it come is, back like to gradu- it. It's relevant. Graduations have just happened. Like, Yeah, no, no. Can, we, can have, we can have that conversation. But let's go, let's go back to travel. Let's do it. Not a fucking chance. Now we're in here. No, we're in here. Okay. Um, oh, my word. I'm actually such an angry person. The yeah. whole... I'm a sad person, so we can yeah, get along. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm not an angry person. I don't flip and go around going crazy. Mm. I think I'm just annoyed by a lot of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you and me both. I'm just annoyed by a lot of shit. And it's such a white thing to say. And by white, I actually may be meaning um, privileged thing to say. So... Obviously now, not just white um, exclusively, yeah, yeah. but the privileged thing to say, um, to say now this is even black privilege as well, like the, 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 the black diamonds, the high upper middle black or the rich black, more, more the, the rich black. Such a privileged thing to say, that thing of you don't need a degree. Hi, boo. Hi, boo. People forget that... You don't need a degree, yes, because you can do a BA, which you probably did. You did a BA. What did you do? Yeah, I did English honors. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, not bashing your degree. Not so saying it's so wrong. Thing. Thing. You don't need my degree. Yeah, but the thing is, no black person in their right mind from a lower middle or middle class family, let's say lower middle, lower middle class family, can go and study a BA. A BA. Mm. And it's unheard of. There is no way you can do that. Your family will look at you like, what the hell are you doing? No, mom, I'm going to study humanities general. I'm going to major in French and history. And then you're like, you know what I mean? And then they say, and then you say anything. You know what I mean? They've been told by these privileged blacks that no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my, my, my BA in drama. You know what I mean? And I can do anything. If you're going to do a BA, I rate, my opinion, could be 100% wrong, but I feel like in a debate, I'll be able to back it up nicely. There is no way in hell you are studying a BA. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a, you're trying to be a teacher, trying to be a lecturer, or an academic. There is no way in hell, I, not that I've never seen, I've never heard, and I understand why. Lower middle class blacks and poor blacks aren't studying BAs. So this maybe makes sense as to when I came through in first year. I was like, because like I, I mean, yeah. So I, I never felt in that school or whatever because it was a predominantly like white and colored experience. Yeah. So I've always like, I don't know, like most white people I don't get along that well mm. with. I disagree with them on like everything. So it's hard to hang out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But then I got to, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I got to first year and I was like, cool. It's going to be, I went to a very, yeah, yeah. actually, and I was like, cool, now I'm going to come to university and it's going to be diverse. Yeah. It's going to, I'm going to, it's going to look like the, the brochure, the real You're South gonna be Africans. sitting in the gardens with, um, 
your Indian friend and your black friend and your white friend and your foreign friend. And I was like, yes, I'm here for that. Having lunch and reading books. And I got there and I was just like, it's just white folks here. Yeah. It's flipping crazy, bro. Except for in history, dude. History was diverse. Yeah, because the PPE degree has to it take has history, to history as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then finally when I freaking got to MFM, yeah. I had that experience. Yeah. Which I was like. It's crazy, bro, because to um and the and the and the and the whole honest thing, I didn't do honest because didn't qualify, but even if I did, I probably wasn't gonna do it. Um, I was so fixated on the CA stream. You'd be like, I wanna be a CA, you wanna be a CA, I wanna be a CA. Um, and then upon further such like movement, I realized I actually don't wanna be a CA. It's just boring as fuck. But I had to be in in the space to see that. I had to work at PwC to actually see that mm-hmm. I don't wanna do this. Actually, I'd rather be doing something else. And there's something for me here. Now. As black people, we don't have access to that information. Yeah. Because one, Tina, we can't have a period where we aren't doing anything. Every period in a black person's life, he has to be doing something. He has to be a statistic. It's either you're a student, it's either you're a high scholar, primary scholar, high scholar, student, or working. There's no gap years you have to find yourself. You know what I mean? There's no going back home to think about stuff. From scholar, once you finish your undergrad, it's either you're doing honors or you're getting a job. And I'm not just saying job. Like, I'm getting, I'm saying job. Mm. Because the thing is to be away from your house, your home. This is also delves deeper into a masculine feminine thing because mm. um, women can stay at home and work. Um, men staying at home and working is frowned upon in black society. Mm. You know what I mean? So you're faced with two choices. You're like, do I go back to PE, to East London, to Kimberley, to wherever I just came from, empty-handed, and to fuck all? Or, but, but that's not even an option. That's like the that's nuclear option. But your two options are necessarily are honest or get a job. Hmm. Because if not, you're going to go back home and you're going to be bashed for being a lazy motherfucker. You know what I mean? So now, you have, you have this honest thing. Now, if you're doing a BA, there's no way as a black person, lower middle class, you're going to afford an honest yeah, no. Shouldn't have been that BA faculty in the first place. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the BA. Um, in accounting competencies, you can get you, you can get your honors as part of your bursary because normally mm. you, if you're black, you're gonna get your 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 maybe you'll do a NASFAS for your undergrad. NASFAS starts paying undergrad. You can apply for an honors bursary. They give you that. Most likely gonna get it because you're black. You get into the honors. That's that's the only honors. You're gonna be honesting mm. unless it's a professional space, another professional space like engineering. You get bursaries for engineering. But why would the black kids wanna become lawyers? No fucking bursaries for law. Which is crazy though, because for law, law is one thing that mm. BA, I as I'm a proud BA student and I think like if that's what you need to do, mm. like for me I wanna write. Like if someone wants to be a writer, hundred percent. But um I don't think they need to be. I think that you can become a writer without a BA degree. Yeah. If you want to go get your BA degree, discover yourself for three years, you need to. That's a privilege. Yeah. So, like, I almost feel like. Fucking discover that, yourself. That's, yeah, that's a triggering. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, imagine being like. So, not imagine being. Mm. Bro, my life's easy. Mm. Um, but, like, I, it's funny that you're saying, like, a lot of that stuff because I realized. The cultural things of my my parents don't describe to a lot of modern white cultures. Yeah. They describe to, I don't know, a bit more of a, I don't know. Mm. So, like, for me, it was, I've been paying rent since second year. Yeah. Because my parents were like, yeah, we want to pay rent so that you don't stay here forever. Because mm. it was kind of once you finish studying, you get out of here. But in a very kind and loving, like, get out of here, we want you to be a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't have sisters, so I don't know what a female would experience in that oh, situation. Crap. But, uh, and so, like, for me, when I did my honors, I didn't have, so, like, I didn't have money to go and work in campus radio earn two, five a month. Yeah. So I had to go and find another job. Mm. And then that job fell through. Mm. And then I had to take whatever I got. Yeah. And I got something in Cape Town and I came through. Yeah. So, like, 
I, I relate to that way more than you probably mm. I know to a lesser extent but I'm just like that's literally my life experience. yeah that was last year like that's what my life and I've been thinking about like what we want to part of what we want to do within the media industry and stuff like that. Mm. I've been looking at the the younger dudes who've been able to like go through and like fully talented dudes but there, there is an element of, of privilege to being able to pursue that in a certain it's way crazy it's 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 the rich blacks that make it in media it's the rich blacks that make it in law. It's the rich blacks that make it in any high-risk career. Yeah, because they can afford to. Because they can afford to. And they've got, a, they've, got, they've got a fallback. But now I think to myself and I'm like, there's so much talent. Yeah, 100%. You know? what? Let, let me not say that so much. Let me not assume. What about the talent that is not being tapped into in this space, like folks who are forced into accounting degrees, folks who are forced mm. into that, and um, gap years. Slowly, I'm, I'm, I'm directing this back to the traveler. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think I've lost it. Bring it, back. Um, bring it back. But gap years is another thing I think uh, is necessary. You think so? Gap years are 100% necessary. Gap years are what are literally going to keep the whites white and the blacks black. Because that you, year... You're going to have to justify no, that. I'm coming. You're going to have to explain No, that. I'm coming. That year of nothingness and being able to think and being able to travel and being able to find yourself and all, that, that year is so needed for a black child who does, who's been forced into a career, I mean, into to studying what... He's been told what he's going to do. He needs that year mm. of nothingness. And you like all the time, my friends say, oh, like every conversation I'll be sitting in the in first year class with a 26 year old. Mm. Like, hey, to me, if I was 26 in a, in a class, my whole flipping people, friends, family would be shunning me. Mm. We talked to this guy, like, no, dude, I didn't know what to do. Went to England, was a waiter for a year. Um, then I met this guy who works in Scotland in a photography firm. I actually know I that guy. Him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, I took, uh, started taking photos for him. He's like, I'm actually really good. So I enrolled in a three-month um, photography class. Worked there, worked there for like about eight months. Um, I got laid off because I wasn't that really good of a photographer. So I went back to waitering. I met this other dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was like, you know what? Actually, I really feel like I wanted to film. I went into film. Yo, Just. there was so much space in there where there was no income that was coming. You know what I mean? How are you alive? How are you? How did you fucking do that thing? So now this guy was able to realize that, okay, I don't like this. This is mm -hmm. what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. This is what I, however, as a black child, you come straight from high school, my boy, you better have a plan for the next 20 years of your life. Not even a five-year plan. Know. A 20-year plan. You don't even know who you are. Mm, no, for sure. I mean, it's a weird one because for me, right, I um, I needed to study straight away mm. uh, because I uh, like, but also I knew I. You're getting a phone call. I am mm. really feeling. I, I really would love gap years in black culture. I really like black people to have gap years, you know? Um, and we're just talking about how people find themselves, you know? So, yeah, I feel like my personal experience, I have never taken a gap year. I don't think it's in me. However, looking back, I realized how a gap year would have benefited me. And we don't have that option. That's them. And that's what I completely dislike. That's why I said, um, I said a very bold statement earlier when I said, it's what keeps the whites white mm. and the blacks black. It's that inability to pause and not know who you are. We can't not know who you, we are. You know, I, mean? I can't not know who I am. I have to, from the get go, know I'm doing something for this specific reason. And this is what I'm going to get for it, from it. You know what I mean? And that gap year situation, bro, like it is crazy. I'm, I'm, everyone I'm working with, except for the colored people, took a gap year 
went out and traveled personally went to India. He said it was the best experience of his life, which is actually why I want to talk about the travel. But then mm. we'll do that later. They go there. They experience different cultures. They, your brain becomes bigger. You open up and you realize my life is actually not this bubble that I'm actually in. There's actually these opportunities. Actually, if I study the French and honors in French or BA in whatever, in history and Spanish, I could actually be able to do some shit. You know what I mean? However, in our situation, we've only got South Africa, South African context, our struggle, what we've seen with the people before us in our context only. Yeah. And now if you take a gap year, you're able to remove yourself from that situation, get completely different experiences. So that opens a person's mind. You, you go crazy. It's like when you hang, hang with creative people, you stop your creativity just blossoms and then you hang with flipping oaks and bottle you, you start actually becoming bottle. Mm. I uh, think that I actually, I agree with you to a certain extent. I think for white culture, it's a different thing. Mm. So because within white culture, I think that that gap, it can be a bad thing. Mm. Reason being is I told you about a quote that I read mm. saw somewhere today. That's like, Life's a book, and if you haven't read a page, um, or if you don't travel, you've only read one page. Are you not just saying one of these fucking corny? I, I don't like those um, but also, like, so, so here's my thing, right? So, my experience last year was moving to Cape Town, no car, yeah. So, what I had to rely on was public transport, mm. and something that I think is so important is knowing the actual experience of the everyday South African mm-hmm. for us, like as white people, we grew up in the suburbs. Most of us, there's obviously outliers and whatever mm-hmm. we grew up in the suburbs and then we go to university and we grew up, we live in res or we live like I lived at home, but most people mm-hmm. instead of much where we come from is um, very people will go to res or they'll go yeah, to digs instead of much flats and whatever. So then when we try and it just perpetuates Ignorance. Yeah. And traveling is not going to kill that ignorance because Uh, traveling, you're experiencing the privilege of your wealth as a white person. Mm. So I, I, I agree with you on Mm. like, it's no, no, no. As a white person, that's what you're experiencing. Mm. So for me, I think if white people are going to learn, get the hell on the train and get robbed. Like there's no empathy because we get to go and experience these things as white people. And I think what we should rather do if we're going to have a year where we learn Mm. about the world and go on a different page, Mm. go experience something that you don't, that the everyday South African experiences. Mm. And then a lot of perspectives, like most white people who think Cape Town is well run, Mm. will change their perspective once they've experienced what every South African experiences. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I think I don't like, yeah, cool, go travel, whatever. But if you're not going to come back more empathetic, your travel is different. a waste of time. Yeah. And that's the problem with most white people. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. So, but I, I think it's... No, no, yeah. I was more targeted towards the... Towards, 100%. Towards black yeah, travel. no, then I, then I feel... And like the places those white people travel to aren't very <laughs> eye-opening places because the people who go to the eye-opening places do come back different or come back with a better understanding. So if you do... Um, don't do Kenya... Ethiopia and Sierra Leone. You're gonna come back being the same fucking I don't know privileged why, I don't know why you have charity case. Having gone to no, Kenya. No, 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 no. I don't That's know why. Kenya <laughs> don't go to Kenya, Ethiopia, Sierra Leone, come back saying it was a great, great experience, taking pictures of black babies. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hate those pictures, but anyway, go there. It's actually impossible for me to say this, but. I like the ones, the ones who, 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 who do like a Kenya, who do a Hong Kong, who do a England, who do the States. Open yourself up. We'll do a Brazil. Mm-hmm. When they come back, they normally have a better understanding because yeah, sure. They were in Ethiopia on their mission trip. You know what I mean? But then they go to Hong Kong and they see that whole different lifestyle of how people live there, you know? and UK and uh, states or whatnot. I actually just realized mid-conversation how unqualified I am to actually talk about this white experience. Because both ways, I actually don't fucking know. So I just, <laughs> I'm just talking about how good, like I'm actually thinking now about, 
I'm actually speaking about how good it would be from the black experience. Mm. You know what I mean? Because if we were to go, able to go to Kenya, Hong Kong, India, UK, States, Brazil, and come back, I feel I could be so well equipped with just the knowledge, with just the information. So I don't know how, like, like what you said, yeah. I 100% agree with what you said. I don't know that experience. I don't, I don't know what travel is to you. Or, or, or to white or to to, to to white people, I think it's different to white pe- for white people than it is for black people. But I remember my my uncle went to Spain one time on a internship, probably. I can't remember what it was at the time, but he went to Spain for some, no for training for some training. I remember I was like six years old. I remember going to the airport in East London and coming back, and the whole family was there. My whole family like. Like a like extended family was at the airport to welcome this guy from coming back from Spain. I know what the fuck he did in Spain. Came back and ah, was sitting in the airport, urinating in the airport. No worries. We took him home. Had a huge dinner. Bride slaughtered a goat to welcome this guy back from Spain. Now I ask him now what he did Spain. Tells me like no, he went for training. For some agricultural thing, because he's like a doctorate, he's got a doctorate in agriculture. And I am like, this is such a huge thing for us. The guy went to Spain, came back, he went on a training, which his whole company went back, went to, came back and he got this whole standing ovation. You know what I mean? It's because we value travel so much as, 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 as the black people. I, I don't think we value it because of the of, of what we can get from it, which I'm which I'm which I'm which I'm I'm trying to allude to. I think we value it because yeah, this probably had enough money to go overseas, yes, so we went to Spain, came back. However, the traveling experience is what we're completely missing out on as black people. And we need that to just open our minds. Our minds are closed. There's people who only know Kailicha. There's people who only know Mtatan. We need to just take them out. You can take them out like in East London there's a Beacon Bay is like, ooh, bougie. Dantane is like, like, there's people who only know Dantane. You take them to Beacon Bay. Take them to, uh, what's the, what's the best restaurant? Beacon Bay. Uh, Tash. Let me have a Tash is there. No, Sanook. Take them to Sanook. Take a cousin of Sanook. Got there. And it's like, oh, what is this? You know what I mean? What is, I don't know. Then at that point you realize, because you got to some look and there's a whole bunch of black people like, oh wow, the black people actually can sit here. You know, like this is this is actually what we do now. You know, I'm like, yeah, this is where we spend our money, you know. He looked at the price like it's mad expensive. I'm like, yeah, this is this is what we spend our money on, you know what I mean? So it's, I, just know. get out, man. Just give the 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 fact that we as black people are unable to get out. Stifles us even more. It's not our problem. Like, it's not, it's not, we know whose fault it is. <laughs> However, it's not black people's fault. And I'm not saying, you guys should fucking travel. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, <laughs> us not traveling is really screwing us over. It and it's sad that it is screwing us over. You know? Yeah, when you said, um, you'll hit me when you're like, there's people in Kailicha that only know Kailicha. Mm. And then thinking my mind, like flash to like the historical realities of that. Oh my God. And like, and I, but I, I can't even deal with that emotionally right now. So, just <laughs> um, so like for me, one of the two things. Can you just fire though? Cause we've got Rance Cape Town, Rance Cape Town, Rance Cape Town. Dude, anyway. you're going to be the dude. To, I've never gone. You're going to be the dude who takes me. So the two, two things, one of the, this is actually what we wanted, what I'll, Mm. What I was going to get into with my trip about Zambia, which we can have like a whole podcast about. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a little bit about it, but first, I actually, want to talk about coming this. up on next next time. Yeah, we're going to talk um, about um, next really radio. Next, not really radio. <laughs> 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 so um, no, but this is one of the things that I realized. I was talking to a friend of mine this week about about the two definitions of racism. Yeah, two different definitions of racism, and uh, the author was like. The one fails because of this and the other one fails because of this and all of that. And I was like, um, he started with the idea that racism has a power element. Yeah. Is very and like and 
it's very different to the white idea of racism because it it has a community aspect to it, right? Mm. But the white idea of racism is very individualistic yeah. because our culture is very individualistic. Mm. And so our idea of traveling, and as you're describing, like your uncle going and he comes back and the community celebrates yeah. that, our idea of going is you discover yourself. Mm. Like you're not doing this to uplift your family. Yeah. Because your uncle going has consequences for the community. Yeah. Whereas in white culture... Tyrone goes and travels. Like people travel. It's like, oh, very good, Tyrone. How was France? Oh, I remember oh, no, my I time in your... Paris. Yeah, yeah so... <laughs> your Notre Dame photo is beautiful. So sad. Yeah. Like, that's what our kind of travel is. Or it's very much like... R.I.P. Notre Dame. <laughs> um, <laughs> or it's very like, I don't really know what I want to do, but I want to travel. Mm. But then I'm like... My struggle is because I'm very community based. Mm. Um, and I think that's possibly why I maybe sometimes clash with a lot of white folks is yeah. because they think very individualistically. And it's, it's a realization that I had this week that I think was, was helpful is the like, and that's the problem because we're so individualistic. Yeah. It's because our culture is so individualistic. We forget the realities of culture yeah, and how that impacts a community, but that impacts our travel culture as well. Huge. Mm. Um, I don't know what, like, I don't know solutions. I have no, I just know from a white, life. like when white people travel, it's very much for that individual yeah. with very little consequences outside of that. And it's usually off of mommy or daddy's money. Mm. Typically like some people go study, go teach English in Thailand and they pay for it all themselves. Fantastic stuff. But I also judge that so hard. But... Anyway, let's wrap <laughs> this up. Um, <laughs> yeah, episode of Not Real Radio. Check us out. We don't got a Twitter. We don't got an Instagram yet. Don't hashtag Not Real Radio. You find us out. <laughs> don't do it. Don't oh, do it. Oh. <laughs> let's also go. You are at Merv underscore At Merv underscore millionaire. Tyrone, 91, uh, 26 million. No, sure. no, 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 no,